Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my amazing co-host, Bree <laughs> Tucker. Hello, hello. Oh my God, I couldn't even get through without laughing. Oh, good, because you need to laugh today because Bree is feeling a little under the weather and we need to make her feel better. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's the joys of just everything so everything Yay. there's a lot of stress right now of like everywhere there's just a lot there is and it feels like it just it goes away for like a day or two and then it just comes back but my body does not handle it well no it's like well it's, it's the whole uncertainty of all of this like pandemic and changes and yeah yeah and then plus there's just something going around this week because we've all felt like just tired and yeah, you know, worn down. I yeah. went through it this week too, and like we got COVID tested yesterday, which uh, it was awesome because our my kid's school district had free COVID testing, and not only was it free, it was fifteen minute result COVID testing. I know. I I was very shocked when you told me that because I was like, I don't know any place that does it. You know, fifteen minutes for whatever, and you found one. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, they sent out an email, and so we're like, yes, gonna do that, and we did it, and it was like the easiest thing in the world, and. Uh, and you failed the test. And we failed great. and we failed. So we got all negative. So that yeah. was wonderful as well. <laughs> the one time that getting a, a negative result is a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. So today we are talking to Lonnie Inlander and she is a personal stylist. I love a personal stylist. I had one one time. Like I did it back when I I want to say I when I had finally lost all my baby weight. Mm -hmm. um, and I was changing careers. I had a personal stylist come in and it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun getting to talk to somebody, getting to kind of like toss out there, especially because like I didn't know what my style was, but she knew what questions to ask, had helped me get through that and then had a little style book and I kind of felt like I knew how to put things together. Now, mm -hmm. granted, those clothes are now all out of style because that was like mm, 10 years ago, I think, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's a long time. I think personal stylists can help so, so much because it seems like a luxury to have a personal stylist. But when you meet with one and when you have one and they suggest things for you, it takes so much stress away. And I know a lot of like big department stores, well, pre-COVID, they used to have personal stylists like built into the store. It was like a free service. And mm -hmm. like, I wish I would have taken advantage of that because that would have been fun. I only, I did it like one time and, and I would like bring my coffee and just like yeah. sit there and be like, I'm looking for this price and this kind of stuff. And it was nice. It was very, very stress-free. So Lonnie was just fun to talk to. And she, she has amazing sense of style. I mean, people are going to see her on, on her cover art for her podcast episode here, but she was just stinking adorable. I yes. loved her style. Yes. And you know what? There's so much emotion tied up into our clothes. I feel like as moms and as women, like we, we kind of define ourselves by what we look like. And I'm not saying that's a great thing. It's not a great thing to do. But it's also something that when you feel good in what you have on and you feel good like in what and how you look like, it, it has a certain sort of confidence. Like my old uh, college roommate used to say, because um, she would she would get like dolled up for class and uh, I'm just like not that person. I'm like ponytail, sweatshirt, whatever. And she turned to me and she said, there's power in pretty. And at first I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, why do you say that? But then as I got into my profession and as I started networking, I did realize that there is power in pretty. When you know that you look good, you're not concentrating so much on what you wear or like how you're presenting yourself. You're concentrating your, on like, 
the conversations you're having and you're able to focus so much better when you have that confidence about yourself. Yes, I think confidence is definitely that key. Mm -hmm. So here is Alani. We hope you enjoy our conversation with her. This episode is brought to you by the Drama-Free Homework Checklist. Oh my gosh, if homework is just a nightly fight in your home, make sure you pick this up. It is four simple steps you can take right now to make homework less of a struggle. And you can get it at noguiltmom.com backslash DFH. That stands for Drama-Free Homework. DFH-Checklist. And let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Lonnie. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I've been a longtime listener. Oh, really? Well, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Usually usually I try to get like some surprising thing to like make our guests smile, but you just did the opposite. You made us smile. I'm so glad. No, I've been getting so much out of it. Oh, yay. yay. Well, that that is wonderful to hear. Uh, well, we're so excited to talk to you and find out all of these things that like moms can do to make their wardrobes easier and to make like themselves just feel like more stylish and put together. It's definitely something that's needed. I feel like, it's especially so right now, like hashtag 2020, we yeah. need to pick me up. We're still on I 2020, to, even though it's I, 2021. I know, but I just mean like, it's still, it's not far away. Like no. I'm still wearing the t-shirts that 2020 has thrown me into that I just got in the, the, the loop of and the hair and the messy bun. That is my now go-to style. Yeah. And you know me, I never used to be a go-to style messy bun girl. <laughs> so Lonnie, That's tell it. us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. I am the owner and chief stylist of Real Life Style. We are a style consulting firm based in Washington, D.C. We offer virtual styling. We have an on-demand e-course. I just gave one for 200 women across the country. That's amazing. It's so needed too. And I mean, if you can expand digitally and reach more people, why not? It's almost like the opportunities that 2020 gives us as well. Hashtag 2020 started. 2020 started, yeah. (laughs) So based on all your experience, Lonnie, what is the biggest change women can make to improve their self-confidence when it comes to style? I would say building an intentional wardrobe, which sounds very overwhelming, but it really isn't. So I guess the easier way to say that is don't feel limited by the clothes that are currently in your closet, which I feel is how most people are, is they're like, well, this is my wardrobe. Where do I go from here? The truth is you don't need a lot of clothes. You just need the right clothes. So asking yourself, what makes me feel good? What looks good on me? You really can build your dream wardrobe with a lot less time and money than you think. And once you get rid of the clothes that weren't working for you, 
nobody even remembers them. It's so hard to get to that initial step though. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is so, so hard. And, you know, people come up with these silly markers like, oh, I have to fit into my pre-baby clothes. Well, you know what? You had a baby, like you are a mother, wear that power. Don't try to be the person you used to be. You're a better person now. You deserve new clothes. There's also the thing of if you spent money on something, you have a lot of guilt associated with getting rid of it. Oh, that's me. That's me 100%. How do I work through that? How do you get through the guilt? I will tell you, because going through this process, asking yourself, what makes you feel good? What do you love? What were the things in your closet that were mistakes? And what ended up getting worn a million times, no matter how much it cost, is going to save you so much time and so much money in the future. So like, what would you say to me? Like right now I have a closet of clothes, probably like 25% of them I'm actually excited about. And the other 75%, I'm like, oh, like I wore that once. I thought it would work, but it really doesn't work. But I spent all this money on it. So like, do I just get rid of it? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yes. Take the things out of your closet that don't make you excited to get dressed. It will be so much easier to get dressed that you will never miss those pieces. And, you know, for some people, it makes them feel better to sell things. So start a Poshmark account, eBay, whatever works for you. There are so many things out there. Do whatever it is that's going to make you feel better about it. So one of my favorite ideas for this, if you really need motivation, is to have a virtual clothing swap. So pull everything out of your closet and think, who could use this more than me? Whether it is for a specific friend where this would look better on her and make her feel good and give her some new clothes or you're donating the clothes to a women's shelter, um, like especially old maternity clothes that are in good shape. I mean, there are so many things you can do that should make you feel better about the whole process. But at the end of the day, when your closet is filled with only things you love, there is such magic, mm-hmm. <laughs> such a spring in your step. Okay. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like i still add the coffee on there because i like it a lot ag1 tastes really good too and i enjoy my glass every single morning ag1 is a supplement i trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why i'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hey, you know, I was just thinking, how much fun would it be to take your group of mom friends mm-hmm. and have a little clothing swap? Like you could do that virtually. Like, okay, I'm going to post four pictures of four things I don't want from my closet anymore. See if anybody else wants it. And if you do, I'll put it in a bag, drop it off in your front porch. You can wash it and wear it later. I like that idea. I like the idea too of women's shelters, of helping someone other than myself. Like that, when you said that, that immediately was like, okay, I might be okay with getting rid of my things if I knew it was going to a women's shelter and helping somebody else. And it wasn't just me being wasteful. Well, there's even another program here. I think they have it nationwide, Dress for Success. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another one too that you can donate to for, for women that are trying to work in the business field that need clothing. Yeah. yeah, I actually was a volunteer at Dress for Success. I mean, it was one of the most impactful experiences of my entire life. That's amazing. Oh, wow. I need to I need to search out more opportunities like that. Okay, that so, does make me feel better about emptying out my closet a little yes. bit more. So yeah. we got to empty out our closet. But what would you say to the mom who feels like she has no time and doesn't even see the point in finding the right look or the right wardrobe for herself? I would say, would you tell your teenage daughter that she doesn't deserve a wardrobe she loves? Of course you would it everyone deserves a wardrobe they love everyone including you and if you show up for yourself in that way and have more self-confidence every day you will show up better for your family i i think that is a great point that yeah. really is we put ourselves last so much and we don't want to give that example to our kids and you bring up an interesting point because many moms take better care of their kids wardrobes than they do of their own wardrobes and put more energy and effort into those and kind of leave themselves last so it's like it's just the self-confidence i think that comes from having clothes that you feel good in where you could like walk into a room and you know you know you're like i look good there's a huge confidence boost in that now one thing that i know is a big pushback against moms when talking about wardrobe is it's it's the question about weight and it's the question about having to be a certain size to wear certain things or not having things fit appropriately based on like weight. So when moms are like worried about that, how do you, how do you tell them and give them advice on how to deal with the situation when they're uncomfortable with their own bodies so that they won't go out clothes shopping? So my biggest piece of advice for women going through this, where they're in between sizes is to keep shopping. There is a time and place where you need to just have fresh things coming into your wardrobe. And then again, when you're done with them, donate them to somebody who can use them. Give them to another friend who could use the pick-me-up. There are so many things you can do with the clothes when you're done. But the only way I have found for women to feel good about themselves when they're at that point, and myself included, I have two children. I went through this myself is to keep shopping and buy clothes that work for you right now. Don't get caught up in trying to fit into clothes that fit you when 
You deserve new clothes. You don't need a lot. You just need ones that fit you and feel good. One pair of jeans that makes you feel good is worth its weight in gold. So when you, when you don't feel good and when you don't feel good about your wardrobe, what are some tips you have? Uh, we talked about first, you know, emptying out the clutter, getting rid of the things that you don't like, but like when you go shopping, what tips do you have for finding stuff that fits? And like, how do you know it fits? Cause sometimes I don't know if you do this, Brie, but you get something and you stand there and you're like, Oh, I think it looks good. I think it does. And then you buy it and you wear it a few times and you're like, this is not for me. Have you ever had yeah, that? Yeah, more so my issue is I get I get caught up in the, why does it look so good on the mannequin? And it looks like crap on me. <laughs> so that's definitely my problem. How do you how do you get kind of over that when you're like buying clothes and how can you make sure that they actually fit you and look good on you? So I think the most effective way to deal with that is to really know yourself. The first thing we do with all of our clients is we go through their closet and we create what we call a style report. So we have them try on all of their clothes and we write down for them objectively, what's your best neckline? What are your best colors? What is the uniform that you feel most comfortable in? But people can do this themselves. I'm reminded of what not to wear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, the thing where they, they try on all their clothes. Most fashion stylists go through that process because all of the information that you need to go out shopping is actually already in your closets. I mean, unless you really have like, you know, 10 horrible pieces. <laughs> But I have never clients where going into their closet and having them try their clothes wasn't like reading tea leaves. I mean, even one time I had a client who had, had the most drab wardrobe, not reflective of who she was. And again, got into the trap having kids. There was one piece in her closet that was a bright color. And when you put it on her, she literally came to life. Like in, you know, that movie with Reese Witherspoon, that's all black and white. And then, you know, it turns into color. Yes. So that is what she looked like when we put this bright color on. And that one piece was the secret to her entire new direction. Yay. I think that's true. I think that a lot of times the bright colors, I really enjoy them, but I'm scared of them. I, I guess kind of like what you're saying then, like I just... I would love to be able to wear the bright colors. I feel more peppy and excited when I have bright pieces on, but at the same time, they don't always look right. So what I'm hearing is that with your clothes in your closet, you need to try them on and really pay attention to how each makes you feel and then kind of like dial in. Yes. And you need to write it down. I really like dresses that show off my waist. And if I buy something, whether it's a dress or a t-shirt that does not show my waist, I don't feel good about myself. When you write all of that stuff down and then you take it with you when you're shopping, almost like a checklist, is this the right color for me? Do I feel like this is showing off my body type? I mean, you know, these things. You it's do what know them. You, what brings you joy? It is what brings you joy. Yes. Like, it's funny that you mentioned necklines because I've noticed that over about myself throughout the years. Like, I cannot wear shirts that have like the, the circle neckline, like right up here. Like, they have to either show my collarbone for me to like it, or it has to be like a V neck for mm. me to like it. Right. The V neck is a universally flattering neckline. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. It creates that length, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. It elongates the body. And speaking of universally flattering, Brie, the color situation for you, mm -hmm. 
Jewel tones are universally flattering. Jewel tones. All right. I have to remember that. That's like, that's like those, the, the purples, royal blue, that kind of stuff. You have jewel tones in your scarf with the purple and the oh, yeah, pinkish yeah, yeah. and okay. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was just about to say that with your blonde hair, the amethyst purple would be probably one of the most flattering. I will have to get on that. Yes. I don't think I have any of that color. My, I, I'm in a drab spot right now. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, so what are your three simple tips on how you can take control of your wardrobe? The easiest thing that you can do to make yourself feel more in control of your closet is to change your hangers. Oh, who would have thought of that? How does like, that? How change? You want to have all of your hangers be the same, but not just any hangers. We recommend the slim velvet hangers. I have those. <laughs> um, they are by far the best quality. And if you buy the less expensive ones, you're just going to end up breaking them and having to buy more and spend the money anyway. So you might as well just buy the good ones in the first place and not worry about it. We also recommend that you buy black because the fashion colors change. Even the ivory and white and beige. Trust me, my closet is three different shades of those myself. I never would have thought of that. Not in a million years. And this is why. Number one, they take up like a quarter of the space of the other hangers. So you will get space and feel more organized. They're good for the shoulders of your clothes. They will keep your clothes from falling off. And when you have uniform hangers, your mind doesn't have to go through the mental gymnastics of sorting the hangers before you even see the clothes in your closet. Good point. That's a good tip. I see that. Yes. And in case it sounded too easy, while you're changing the hangers, you should also be considering if your old clothes are worth your new hanger. If they're, they're nice enough, if they spark enough joy for yes. <laughs> the nice velvet hanger. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and you can do it one section at a time. You don't have to you know, do it Marie Kondo style with like the entire pile on your bed. You can just do it one section at a time. Um, my other tip is to organize your closet by season, category, and color. And even when people think, oh, my closet's organized, when you have your closet organized, tops together, blazers together, pants together, skirts together, and color all the black ones together, you will realize, oh, I have 10 black tops, but I actually only wear three of those. Let's get rid of the other seven. That's, okay. That's a good tip. I think I'd find I have a lot of striped tops because I love them so, but I think I wear all of them. <laughs> if you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And my third tip is to record your favorite looks. If you have five looks that you can count on and you know work for you, whenever you're having a panic, what do I wear moment, just go to your pictures and all you need is your phone. Lay out the top, the bottom, the shoes, the tights that match if you need it because it's a skirt, the earrings, the necklace, the ring, everything so that nothing is left to chance. And when, you know, a kid is, you know, throwing up or refusing to eat their breakfast, and you have an important meeting and you have to leave in 10 minutes, you will always have that in your back pocket. That's an awesome idea. It's like a no panic getting dressed. It's like, it's like a cliff notes there for yeah. you. I like that. <laughs> exactly. Every day when you get dressed, put together an outfit that you like, and then just take a picture of the outfit on yourself in the mirror. Doesn't take any extra time. That's a really good point. Man. All right. I have a lot of things I have to work on. It sounds like. <laughs> so we asked this of all of our guests. You are a mom. What is your favorite hack to make your kids more self-sufficient? So this is not my strong suit. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, I fully admit it. But one of the things that I have always done, or since they were old enough, is I let my kids pick out their own outfits. And this is funny because when they were babies, I literally used them as my, you know, little fashion dolls. I can't even tell you oh, the amazing outfits that we used to do. <laughs> they must have been really well dressed. <laughs> Oh, God, they were so cute. Yeah, they would wear little designer jeans and sweaters. Oh, it was so cute. And then, of course, we reached the point where all we wanted was superhero t-shirts and track pants. And I just had to bite my tongue, buy them what they asked for. But I really do believe that your wardrobe is a source of creativity. And who am I to take that away from them and tell them they're wrong? And it has been so fun to watch them learn how to match or not match. And I mean, sometimes they're at, my husband is horrified at some of the things that they put together. <laughs> and then he'll be like, you let them go to school like that? <laughs> I had a kid wear Thomas the Train rain boots to daycare for six months straight. I think that's amazing. Oh, I, it was adorable. I have so many good pictures. <laughs> and he was like infamous for it at the daycare from all the other parents and grandparents. I thought it was adorable. But the other one had months where he would only wear costumes to preschool. Also, no problem. Thought it was adorable. I remember that. I have a picture one day, like my daughter was insisted on dressing up in a peacock costume to go run <laughs> errands with me. And I'm like, some days you got things going and other days it's, I'm just going to wear a peacock costume to go with you to Target. And uh, that's so bold store. though. That's amazing. You know what you've met, Audrey. I know. So <laughs> <laughs> I can picture that happening. <laughs> bold is my daughter. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I have a picture of my uh, son and I where he is wearing a Spider-Man costume, I believe. And he wanted me to wear my Wonder Woman costume I bought for Halloween. And this is to go to the eye doctor. He, he dressed us up. I'm wearing my Wonder Woman t-shirt with, you know, a designer denim blazer and jeans. So, it, you know, I thought it looked cool, but I had to, I had to make it work. It was one of the most fun moments we've had. 
this one also believes in long underwear as outerwear. Okay. <laughs> the cool kind, like camo and, you know, or black. So we look like a ninja. I mean, we have been through it. And I do have to tell you, I think he was onto something because for fall, Prada menswear is showing long underwear oh on the runway. He was the trendsetter. There you he go. He was the trendsetter. Yeah. Kids as trends. Wow. So what is one thing coming up for you that you're really excited about? I am working on turning my personal stylist training manual into a book that can be published. Oh, fun. Yes. I'm really excited about this. I really believe in personal styling as a pathway and a career for women to earn their own money, to have a family while having a career, but have the flexibility that they need. And of course, this is what it's given me. I mean, you know, hashtag 2020 virtual school, right? So yep. So I am, you know, fully living the dream and I want more women to have access to this independence and flexibility. And we've run the training program for a few years in person here in D.C. The manual is phenomenal, but I want it to be a book. I need to make it a book. So if anyone out there would like to publish my book, (laughs) send me an email. (laughs) Well, it has been wonderful talking to you, Lonnie. I know that I really want to go and clean up my closet right now. I don't know about you, Brie. I know. But, yeah. I, I think I'm actually going to get inspired to do a little bit of Sucheru in there. And then go get some amethyst purple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That works out well for me because I tend to be a little bit of a thrift store shopper. So, yeah. and they, and they do it by colors. So they do by colors. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. It was so fun to talk to you and she, she now I really want to organize my closet again. Oh, I know, right? She has such great advice. I, I'm trying to wear more of my jewel colors from my, my closet because she was like, oh, jewel colors would be good for you. I'm like, ooh, Ooh. okay. I'm going to go back to my, my bright colors a little bit more. I yeah. kind of got a little little drab with this whole COVID staying home thing. I know. Well, I mean, we don't really have anyone to dress up for. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, I, it, or nowhere to dress up for. No. Like, mine was more of a where than a who. A where, well, it's funny because there's always that thing like the, the misconception that like women dress up for like men or whatever. And it's totally BS. But um, like we do dress up for each other because I feel like other women appreciate the effort that you put in. Oh. They're like, oh, th- that's good. You did a great job because they know how hard it is. <laughs> that is true. That You know what? Now to say that, that totally is true because we haven't had any going out and seeing our friends lately. Yeah, because yeah. it's all Zoom. And at Zoom, like if you get dolled up for Zoom, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yes, exactly. So no, I am totally going to take Lonnie's advice. I'm going to go upgrade my my hangers because you know what? I deserve a little velvet hanger. You do. I want to take all the clothes that like, I know some clothes in my closet. I look at them every morning and I'm like, nope, not feeling it, not feeling it. And that's been going on for a while now. It needs a, it needs a clean out. That's what I used to tell people. Like Outfit Mastery was a course I had like four years ago um, because clothing is so tied to emotions and what you wear affects how you feel. And I totally believe that. Oh, 100%. But like Outfit Mastery, I told people like, you need to go through your closet and you need to like take out the stuff you don't like and like pare it down. And I did that at the time. But this whole COVID thing, my closet needs a clean out. Hey, man, we're doing totally. A, we're doing the best we can, we're right? Doing the, the best, best we, we can. can. Yes. So All right. until next time, remember the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.